I love good news. I love to share good news. I love to tell people good news. Uh, I love to talk about like good stuff that happens in my life, good news that I love to share. Uh, I remember December of 1981 uh, when I got baptized. I could not wait to share the good news with like my Sunday school teachers, my friends, my family. I was baptized on a Tuesday night, so it was just my family that was there. And uh, I love telling people good news. And I couldn't wait to tell people about what had happened to me. Uh, I remember in September 26th, 1996. I'm a date guy. It's kind of a weird thing. But in September 26, 1996, I couldn't wait to share the good news that she said yes. That was the day that I asked Shannon to marry me, and she had a momentary lapse of reason and said yes. <laughs> so I couldn't wait to tell everybody that she said yes. You want to hear a funny story about that? Okay, so uh, uh, I, I, was, I woke up the next day, and I was shaving, and uh, I had one of those razors with the little rubber tips on the bottom of it that kind of like stretched. Anyway, I, uh, I, I cut myself shaving right below my eye, so I had this cut right here, and every ter- person I told that she said yes, they were like, what'd she do, deck you when, she fa- when you asked her? Because there was like this blood coming from my eye. It's like, well, yeah, but uh, um, I couldn't wait. There was a... Uh, I remember December, December 31st, 2005, 4.30 in the morning, I woke up, and uh, she, uh, she was pregnant, and uh, found out uh, we were going to have a baby, and uh, I couldn't wait to tell everybody, I couldn't wait to tell everyone, it was 4.30, so I did wait, uh, just a little while, I waited a few hours, uh, but I couldn't wait to tell everybody that we were going to have a baby, and, and it was so exciting. Uh, to be able to tell folks um, that, that we were expecting a baby. It was just awesome. And, and so I, I, I love to share good news. And maybe you're the same, may, same way. Maybe you love to share good news too. Maybe you love to tell people the good things that are happening in your life. And, and maybe you love to get out there and just share good news. Like so, you know, maybe you got a new job and you just can't wait to tell everybody, hey, I got a new job. I got my dream job. Or I got accepted to college. I'm going back to school. Or I'm going to college. I'm so excited. Or maybe you're excited about telling somebody that you're going to have a baby or that someone you know is going to have a baby or that somebody you know is getting married and, and you're all excited about the good news and you just want to share it with people. You want to share that good news because that's what we do. We're human beings and that's what we love to do is we love to share good news. When we hear it, we can't help but share it. You know, I think about sometimes how it's such human nature to share good news that we, sometimes we have to tell people not to share the good news, right? Don't tell anyone. It's not official yet. Or don't tell anyone. We're keeping it a secret until we let somebody else know, until, we, until somebody else finds out. How many of you have ever seen those videos on America's Home Videos where grandparents find out they're about to be grandparents for the first time? I love those videos. You know, when like they're sitting there and they're, you know, they, they do some kind of elaborate setup to let grandma know that she's about to become a grandma for the first time. And uh, all of a sudden grandma just loses her mind when she figures it out that she's going to be a grandma and she runs around the house throwing things all over the place. It's, it's awesome. I love those videos because we love good news and we love to share good news. We love to share good news. But sometimes we forget to share good news. Somebody will tell you something that's really good news. Somebody will tell you something that happened to them or something that happened to somebody you know. And you're like, well, that's great. But it seems to go in one ear and right out the other. And it's like, did, you, did, did they tell you? Tell me what? No, did they tell you my good news? And it's like, no, they didn't tell me. Why didn't you tell them? Uh, I totally forgot. I flaked. 
And, uh, and so sometimes we do. Sometimes we flake. Sometimes we forget to share good news. Or sometimes the good news seems too hard to believe. Well, it's unbelievable. Or it's just, it's too good to be true. And so therefore, I'm, I'm not, I don't know that I can share that because it just seems too good to be true. I got I to gotta go to Snopes.com and I got I to gotta investigate it a little bit further before I can really share the good news. Well, today we're going to talk about sharing good news. And uh, we are continuing in our series uh, here at Christmas called The First Christmas Pageant Ever. And this series is all about the original Christmas story, all the way back from the books of Matthew and Luke. And we're talking about the main characters of Christmas and the first Christmas story. Two weeks ago, we talked about Mary, and we talked about how she, was a, uh, she had a humble faith, that she believed what God told her was going to happen to her. And she believed, and she had so much humility, and she was the perfect choice to be the mother of Jesus. Last week, we talked about Joseph, and we talked about how he had a courageous obedience. And we talked about how uh, Joseph could have easily just walked away from the situation. He could have easily walked away from Mary. He had every right to, because it appears that she had cheated on him. But he chose to do the right thing, and he stuck with her. And he obeyed God when God said, do not be afraid to take Mary home to be your wife. So he obeyed courageously, even when he didn't have to. Then next week, we're going to talk about the star of it all. We're going to talk about Jesus next week. I know it's novel, talking about Jesus at church. But no, we are going to talk about, we're going to get back to the very basics of the Christmas story next week for Jesus, when we talk about Jesus. And the important thing for me is that, that you invite somebody to come hear the good news next week, that you invite someone to join us next week for worship, uh, whether it's Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday morning, that somebody that you'll bring somebody with you uh, to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's going to be real basic next week. Uh, it's going to be all about who Jesus is and the names of Jesus and the prophecies that he fulfilled. And I really, really want you to bring somebody with you next week for worship. Today we're going to talk about the angels and the shepherds and their joyful worship. And we're going to talk about how, uh, we're going to take about 10, 12 minutes and just talk about the, the angels and the shepherds and how they responded to the news and the good news of Jesus. So if you've got your Bible, pull it out and turn to Luke chapter 2. We are in verses 8 through 20. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, you can grab one out of the chair in front of you. It's on page 725. And today we're going to talk about how we can be like the shepherds. Uh, the angels uh, appeared to the shepherds first, and uh, we're going to talk about that in just a minute uh, as we uh, check out this passage from the book of Luke. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. We're going to take this in four little sections. Uh, the first section is Luke 2, 8 through 12. Then we'll look at verses 13 and 14. We'll look at verse 15. Then we'll look at verses 16 through 20. Let's look at verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. That word terrified in the Greek literally means to fear a great fear. That's scared. They were terrified. They feared a great fear. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. It's interesting to me that 
God chose the shepherds to appear to first. He chose the shepherds to be the ones who heard the good news first. The shepherds were considered to be the lowest rung uh, in the ladder of society. They were all the way at the bottom. In fact, many in Israel despised shepherds. Shepherds were nobodies. And yet God chooses them to appear to first to share the good news of Jesus being born. Uh, now, the shepherds were keeping watch over their flocks at night, which tells us that this was probably in the springtime of the year when the weather was warmer. It wouldn't have been in the winter. And so Jesus was not born on December 25th. It's not his birthday. I know, I just shattered Christmas for all of you. I, I, I apologize, but not, no, not hashtag not sorry. Um, but uh, when it comes to uh, when Jesus was born, it's probably in the spring of the year because that's when the shepherds would have been out Keeping, over their wa keeping watch over their flocks at night. So the shepherds are out in the middle of the field uh, with their flocks and uh, just, you know, just an ordinary spring night in Palestine when all of a sudden an angel appears and the angel tells them, do not be afraid because they are freaking out. They feared a great fear. And the angel says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. It's interesting, another interesting thing that I read about, uh, the scholars think that this, where they were in Bethlehem, just outside of Bethlehem, is just south of Jerusalem. And the thought is, is that the, sh the sheep that they were watching at night, the, the, these flocks of sheep, would have been possibly used for sacrifices in the temple. Now think about that for just a second. The sheep that they're watching were sacrificial, could have been sacrificial lambs and God shows up to tell them about the sacrificial lamb who takes away the sin of the world. Just something interesting to me, uh, maybe to you too. But this angel shows up, says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for who? For all the people. This good news is for everyone, regardless of age, regardless of gender, regardless of uh, ethnic heritage, uh, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. This good news is for everybody. It's for all the people everywhere. This good news is for the whole wide world. And he says, today, there is the good news. Today in the town of David, which is Bethlehem, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Now, Christ is his title. It is a Greek word that is uh, equivalent to the Hebrew word Messiah. It's the Greek word that means anointed one or promised one, that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the promised one. He is the anointed one, the one that God promised to send into the world to save the world. And that's why Jesus came. He came to save the world. I think that the perfect Christmas verse from the Bible is John three sixteen. That is the perfect verse for Christmas, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He sent his one and only son. He was the very first Christmas gift for you and for me. So this angel shows up, says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the city of David. A Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Here's the sign. You will find him lying, wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. 
just like the angel said. Uh, the, the shepherds take off and they go to Bethlehem. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I want to look at verses 13 and 14 first. It says, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Now here's one of the crazy things about Christmas in my head. When I picture this story, I imagine like when the first angel shows up that he's like hovering in the sky. Anybody else see the angel hovering in the sky? That's how I always pictured it was the angels up there talking to the shepherds down here. No, the the Bible says that the angel uh, in the New King James says the angel stood among them. So when this angel appears, he's not up there, he's down here. And then it says that the great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. Again, they're not in the sky, they're down here. Now, that may be a further explanation as to why the, the, the shepherds are freaking out so much is because all of a sudden, you know, a bunch of angels, a thousand angels just show up right there. And they're singing and they're proclaiming the glory of God. They're, they're singing the glory of God. Glory to God in the highest. When we sang angels we have heard on high earlier, Gloria in excelsis Deo, that's Latin for glory to God in the highest. That's what we sing when we sing that song. We're singing glory to God in the highest. We are singing just like the angels sang. So the angels sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. That the reason that we celebrate Christmas, what Christmas is really all about is how Jesus came to bring peace and grace to humanity because that's what he did. He brought peace between humanity and God. He makes peace possible between people. He makes peace possible between nations. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he has come to bring grace, that favor on whom, uh, that favor on, that rests on us. That's what grace is. It's that same word for grace. It is a free gift of God's love, this salvation, this forgiveness that only he can give. So that when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, when you believe in him and repent from your sins and confess your faith and you get baptized and God washes away your sins, that's grace. That's grace in action. That's grace poured out on us. And that's why Jesus came, to bring peace and grace to humanity. And that's what he did, and that's what the angels sang about. And then the angels disappear, and the, and the shepherds are still freaking out. It says, when the angels, verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they get up, and they tear off into the Judean countryside. They go to Bethlehem to see, to investigate what was going on. Now, Bethlehem wasn't a very big city, so it's not like going door-to-door in Chicago. Any babies in the manger in here? Eight million times over. No, it was a small city, and so it was kind of easy to find the one baby lying in a manger. And so they go and they make a search of the city until they find Mary and Joseph and the baby. And it was just as the angel said that it happened. Let's, let's finish it up here, verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So they go to Jerusalem, they go to Bethlehem, they find the baby, and, and they're amazed and they're astonished, and they go out and they start telling everybody. Let's go tell everybody 
what we have seen and what we have heard. And everyone, it says, all the people that they told were astonished. They were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I don't know if it's because it was shepherds who were telling them or if it because the good news was so good that they couldn't wait to, to, to tell everybody else. But they were amazed at what the, the shepherds said. One of the themes of the book of Luke is this word amazed. Over and over and over again, we hear stories about Jesus and, and the things that he did and how the people were amazed and they were astonished and they were in awe of the things that Jesus did. And so the question I have for you this morning is, when was the last time that you were amazed by Jesus? When was the last time you were in awe of Jesus? When was the last time you were astonished by the story of Jesus? When was the last time you considered just how good the good news really is? Because the news is good. It's the same news that the angel proclaimed to the shepherd. It's the same news. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. It's for all the people. It's for you. It's for me. It's for everybody. And this news is really, really good. But to appreciate the good news, I think we have to understand the bad news. And the bad news is found in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, that says, For the wages of sin is death. That what we deserve because of our sinfulness, because of our sins, because of our disobedience against God, because of the way that we hurt God and hurt other people, because of our sinfulness, we deserve death. We deserve eternal death and separation from God in hell. That's what we deserve. But, there's a but. In Romans 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. See, that, that but there is so very important. Because it says, you deserve death, and that's the bad news. But the good news is, but the good news is that God wants to save you. And that God wants to spend eternity with you. And that's made possible through Jesus. That's the good news. And in order to appreciate the good news, you've got to understand the bad news. But the bad news isn't the end of the story. There is good news to tell. There is good news to share. And so this morning, I just want to highlight four ways that you can be like the shepherds. Okay, because I think that that is the key to this story is how can we be like the shepherds? How can we share the good news and how can we get excited about the good news? Because that's what we got to do at Christmas time. We got to get excited. I've talked to a lot of people lately and they keep telling me that they feel kind of ho-hum this year. Any of you feel ho-hum or bah-humbug this year maybe? You're not as excited about Christmas as you normally were uh, or as excited about Christmas as you've been in the past. And maybe you just feel a little ho-hum this year. Maybe you have forgotten just how good the good news really is. So I want to highlight four ways real quick about how you can be like the shepherds this year and get excited about the good news. The first way is uh, be like the shepherds and rediscover the good news. I want to challenge you, just pull out your Bible at some point this week and read through the first two chapters of Luke. Just put, read through the first two chapters of Luke and just say, God, I want to be astonished by Jesus again. I want to be amazed by Jesus. I want to be in awe of Jesus and his story. So my encouragement to you is read Luke 1 and 2 this week and rediscover just how good the good news really is. And again, in order to appreciate the good news, you've got to understand the bad news. And the bad news isn't the end of the story. There is good news to share. So first, 
Rediscover the good news. Be like the shepherds and rediscover the good news. Second, be like the shepherds and investigate the good news. Maybe you're sitting there and you're going, you know what, I don't know that I buy it. I don't know that I believe it. I don't know that it, I, I, I've heard, you know, the story of Jesus and I've heard the story of Christmas and I don't know that I buy it. My encouragement to you is to investigate the good news. There's a great book called The Case for Christ, and there's another one called The Case for Christmas, and it's all about the, the evidence and the historical proof of the birth of Jesus Christ and who Jesus was, and I encourage you, pick up that book, pick up The Case for Christ, uh, and by Lee Strobel is his name, S-T-R-O-B-E-L. Lee Strobel is the guy who wrote the book. He was a journalist for the Chicago Tribune, and he didn't believe it. He didn't buy it. He was a hardcore atheist, and he decided he was going to set out to prove that Jesus didn't exist, and he became a Christian in the process. And he wrote all about his story, all about his uh, investigation in this book called The Case for Christ. So I encourage you that if you're sitting there going, man, I don't know that I buy it. I don't know that I believe it. Or this is the first time I've ever heard this. I want to encourage you, investigate. Just like the shepherds did. They They investigated. They said, let's go see this thing that the angels have told us about. So maybe it's time for you to go and see this thing, this baby whom I'm telling you about today. The third way you can be like the shepherds is to be like the shepherds and invite someone. Share the good news. Because that's what they did. They went and they told everybody. When you get a good understanding, when you get a good grasp, when you comprehend what this good news really means and what it's really all about, it's such good news that you've got to tell everybody. You've got to share it with everyone. Because people who don't know Jesus aren't going to heaven. Their life is headed for bad news. And you've got to tell them the good news. And so my encouragement to you today is to invite someone to come to church next weekend. So if you're coming on Friday night, say, hey, I want you to come to church with me Friday night. If you're coming on Saturday afternoon, I want you to come to church with me on Saturday afternoon or Saturday night. Or I want you to come to church with me on Sunday morning. It's Christmas time. Everybody goes to church at Christmas time. You're supposed to. Uh, That's what the little baby Jesus wants you to do. So come with me to church next weekend. And I want you to invite someone and say, I want you to come with me to church next week because I want you to hear the good news. And I'm going to preach the good news next week. It's all about Jesus next week. And so I want you to invite someone, be like the shepherds, share the good news, share your story, and invite someone to come to church with you next week. And finally, be like the shepherds and worship with joy. It says when the, when the shepherds, uh, after they told everybody, they went back and they worshiped with joy. They were filled with joy because they really understood what it was all about and how Jesus had come into the world, the Savior had come, the Messiah had been born. He is Christ the Lord. It meant no more death. It meant no more suffering. It meant no more oppression by sin. It meant no more... Uh, captivity to sin it meant that we could be free and that we could have hope and that we could have joy and peace in our lives like we've never known that we can have peace with God and peace with one another it meant that the good news was here for all to hear so I want to encourage you this week invite someone to come to church with you next weekend because when we do that when we get excited about the good news and when we get excited about who Jesus is and when we get excited about what Jesus is doing in our lives and what he's doing in our church and what he's doing in our world we'll want to share that good news with somebody we'll want to tell somebody you've got to hear this news it is so good and it's better than an engagement it's better than a baby being born because he is the baby who was born It is better than uh, a a new job. 
It is the best news someone will ever hear. So I want to encourage you this week. Find someone. Say, you've got to come hear some good news. Because we're surrounded by bad news, right? We're surrounded by bad news everywhere. Wars, violence, terrorism, poverty, hunger. We're surrounded by bad news. Well, it's time to share some good news with somebody. So please consider this week how you can do that. And when we do that, we will bring the hope and the joy of Christmas to so many. And this could be somebody's best Christmas ever. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I do thank you for the good news of Jesus. I thank you that he gave his life for us, that he suffered on the cross and died for us so that we could be free. But Lord, you didn't leave him in the ground. You didn't leave him on the cross. You raised him from the dead. And now he lives forever. So we thank you for this wonderful, special time of year that we celebrate Christmas his birth, the incarnation, how he came to earth to save us, how he came to earth on a rescue mission. So we pray now that you would give us an opportunity this week to talk to somebody about our faith, to talk to somebody about Jesus and his love this week, so that somebody will want to know more about the good news. God, we praise you today and thank you, along with the angels and the shepherds, we praise you today for all that you've done, for all that you're doing and all that you've promised to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen.